Hey, what's going on, No Bad Dog Army? Hope you're well. Uh, this is an amazing podcast. There's some things that I talk about in this podcast that are things I've never said before. We talk about some things that I've never said before that really I'm like, oh, that was good. So I'm glad that we got it here on the podcast. But this is an amazing podcast with a dog owner who's struggling with mostly what you guys probably struggle with. My dog doesn't listen, right? And in this case, the dog is like going after people when they come in or barking at them. But the real problem is my dog isn't listening. Why? My dog doesn't come back. Why? My dog doesn't heal. Why? My dog doesn't sit. Why? My dog doesn't go to their place. Why? This is a podcast that really breaks down why your dog doesn't listen to you, why you're not as successful as you need to be in the environments that you're training in, and um, you know all, all of the above. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. I think it's absolutely wonderful. Make sure you listen to the end because I'm going to be answering your podcast dog training questions. If you guys want me to answer your dog training questions specifically, all you have to do is head over to the iTunes pod- podcast portion. So uh, Spotify doesn't allow you to leave actual comments. They can rate stuff. I would always appreciate a good rate, but um, yeah. So anyway, so I'm going to be answering some some questions, and if you want me to answer yours, all you have to do is go over there. So we're going to get into the podcast. Um, as a reminder, the UK seminar tickets are available. Link in the description below. People Magazine is out right now this week. You guys go get it, take a picture, tag me. Um, very excited, very proud of it. Hope you guys are well, and make sure you listen to the end of the podcast. Enjoy. Um, we live in the city. We live in New York City and spend some time outside of the city a decent amount. So needed to kind of work on the urban anxiety a little bit, um, which she's come a long way. We had a trainer. We have a positive only trainer. Um, and so she's come a long way with respect to being outside and cool. being able to walk well um, and all of that. So I think we're pretty good <laughs> in the aspect of, of having her like be outside, get her walks in. She loves dogs. Um, so that's that's been good. What we've been dealing with is more inside. Um, and it's her, she's very, I guess, fear reactive. So uh-huh. she will fight versus flight. Um, and she tends to be, I don't know if it's resource guarding me, but what she'll do is she'll, anytime someone comes in the room, she'll jump up from wherever she is and she'll run kind of in between and bark or stand or get concerned. <laughs> um, and so one is I, I'd love to hear how to possibly deal with that. And she can get kind of aggressive with my husband um, when he comes in, sometimes she'll go after his feet and growl and mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, so that's like item number one. And then item number two is reaching over her head, <laughs> bending over her. You know, she will kind of go after you. Um, so same thing with that. If, if he's, and we and we've learned right so he's not doing this but it still happens sometimes mm-hmm. where he stands over her and may you know she'll be perfectly fine happy and then he'll reach down to pet her and she'll just you know she'll snap at him and she has you know grazed his hand before um and gotten kind of you know nippy and this is your him. this is your husband you're talking about 
This is my husband. She will do this with anyone, though. Like, it, any stranger that tries to come up to her to pet her, which we don't like, we don't allow, but, you know, you're in the elevator, somebody does it without asking, and, and she'll, she'll, you know, growl and bark and snap at, at them. Okay. So those are my two, you, like, when she, when you, yeah, no, I understand. When, when you say that she growls, barks, and snaps, this is because they're reaching out to her, or is this just randomly? No, this is when they're reaching out to her. She's fine with, okay. you know, if we're in the elevator and she's there, other people come in, go out, she's fine. It's when they reach to her. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, um, just to rewind, you, you said her name was Luna. And you've had her, did you say, I heard her four, is it four months or four years? Ten. Ten, ten, ten months. Ten months. And then yeah, how? She's, how old? <laughs> um, funny, funny thing is, is when we got her from the, the shelter, um, we had thought she was five. Mm -hmm. They had told us she was five. Um, when we got her at home, she was like, you know, a lot of energy. And we're like, gosh, this is a really high energy pup. And took her to the vet and the vet both the vet and the trainer are like, this dog is about, you know, one and a half mm, okay. <laughs> one from her bright white teeth. And, yeah. you know, so sure that was um, okay. a little unexpected, but yeah, she's about two right now. Okay. Got it. Perfect. So, and she's, she's, she's getting a little bit aggressive or she's getting a little reactive when people come into the house and, and it's, yeah, especially in my husband seems to be like, the because I have two girls, they're both um, teenagers, so I have mm -hmm. a 16 and a 19 year old, and she's much better with them. Um, okay. if someone comes in the house with one of them, like her friends, she's fine with them. I, it's it's when I don't know if it's just when she feels threatened, like she it's my husband for sure, <laughs> and maybe it's men, I maybe it's more so men, um, mm -hmm. because my daughter's friends are all all for the most part girls, but um, but even a, a, a guy friend of my daughter's come in, she will run right up to him, lick him, jump on him. Okay, so it, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so it's not it's not consistent to who we're reacting to, it's not consistent at all. Okay, and when your husband tries to pet her or reach over her head, that's when she gets a little upset and can get nippy and growly and bitey. Yes. Okay. But sometimes it's not, again, that's not consistent either because okay. again, she'll be perfectly happy. It's yeah. It's okay. Great. So what would be your, your, your biggest concerns and goals that you want to, to really work on? What would be your, your biggest my thing biggest, out of all that? Yeah. Out of all that, my biggest one is more about her, jumping up being like whenever my husband comes in the room or he moves in his chair and gets up and she will, okay wherever she wherever she is she'll so, like jump up startled got it so when you're when when this happens so say somebody comes into the room somebody comes into the the house or whatever what do you do when this happens so she gets up she goes she starts to bark and do whatever she does what mm -hmm. do you do I often will tell her to go to her place. She does have a pillow and she will go to her place. She, she's got a pretty good place command, um, at least to go to, she needs work on staying there. Mm -hmm. Um, but even that, like I actually have to stand up to do that. Okay. Tell her to go and, and she'll, 
she'll go. Um, you know, she might not go like split second go, mm-hmm. right? But she might wait a beat and then go. Okay. So you feel like, okay, but she's not doing it with the circumstances of like when she's fully committed, she's not, she's not doing that. Like if, if somebody comes oh, in, no. and, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, she was fully going after someone. Okay. Like if my husband comes in and she's really wound up or something and she mm-hmm. will bark at his feet. Got it. Okay. She won't listen to me in that regard. Yeah. So what, what you want to start doing is holding, making that world a little smaller. That's important. Mm-hmm. Like when you're, when you're doing that, you want to make her world smaller because it's, it's going to be difficult and hard for you because you don't have that control yet and you don't have that relationship yet to control her to that point. I think you should just keep her on the leash and start working on these things. A lot of people who have any of these behavioral problems with their dogs, it doesn't matter if it's aggressive, reactive, or friendly. Somebody comes to the house, they run over, they jump, they get excited. But you have to mm-hmm. really understand that you're, you're enabling your dog to be able to do that if, if you're not putting a leash on the dog. And that's essentially what's, what's happening here is Mm -hmm. you're, you're not, you got to make that world a little smaller for her to make sure that you have more control because you don't have the obedience yet to have that full off leash control, nor do you have the accountability. So Mm -hmm. you have to make sure that when you're doing this, that you're really showing her and limiting her. It's really, it's not even, it's not as much as the punishment and correction and teaching her it's wrong with the leash. It's more about not letting her fail because you're in an environment that's too distracting that you don't have the work. You don't, you don't have enough work cut out for her yet in order Mm -hmm. to really make that work. So that's the first thing I would be doing because my question, and and I'll kind of run through this. My question to you was, what is your biggest thing? And the bit, well, the biggest thing was her running after guests when they come into the home, but Okay, what do you want what do you want her to do? Well, I want her to go to her bed and relax until somebody else, you know, comes in or until she calms down. But you don't have that obedience yet. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So you want a well-behaved dog without having the the work put in yet. So you're going to have to do two things. You're going to have to make sure that when these people are coming in that you're making that opportunity of failure smaller by keeping her on the leash. Okay. So how does that work? Um, so with my husband, because he's there all the time. So with respect to that, like, how does that work if, if he comes in the room? Well, what do you mean? Just him and her? No, it's, it's usually when I'm there. Okay. Um, well, you just put a leash. Yeah, I'm confused. You just, you just put the leash on the dog. That's it. That's all you do. Okay. So just even the all day. Oh yeah. See, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Everybody, the leash is your only way to communicate with a dog like immediately. Like, yeah, I mean, you could do body language, you could do treats, you could do rewards, you could do cues, but in the beginning where you don't have any of that, the only way to really keep that animal in check without letting them fire off and run around the house like a crazy dog is your leash. Everyone has the, the, the worst assumption of leash means outside pee and poop. That's, that's just the smallest piece of what a leash is for a dog. The leash is your communication. So, yeah. and so we've, we've done it before. It's just not all the time. Like we've done the leash before when we've been training her, you know, in the house and things like that, but just your, your goal, done it all the time. 
your goal is to get to a point where you don't have to use the leash. But that's, that's what I'm saying is, is you want to use the leash in the beginning because right now you're setting her up for failure every time and you will never see the results that you need in order, unless you do that. Correct. Because somebody comes in, fail. Somebody comes in, fail. Boom, boom, uh, uh, every time. So what you have to do is you have to start holding her accountable, putting the leash on her, making sure that you're telling her and showing her what she can and can't do with the leash in the beginning. Then your job is, is to drive it through in the future. And you should be, there's a fork in the road here. That's the beginning thing that you can do. The other thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that you're teaching her out, out of the realistic context, what you want her to do in practice. And let's say mm-hmm. that there's three different levels of obedience, beginner, medium, like, and then like high, high levels of, uh, of obedience or advanced mm-hmm. obedience, right? You yeah. have to get, so your, your goal, you know, when, when, and I can hear the frustration when you say, oh, well, I, we already tried to put the leash on. The thing is, is you're not completing the task of what the leash is supposed to be representing. You're falling mm-hmm. short because you're not going all the way to the finish line because the leash is just your training wheels in the beginning. That's all the leash is representing. The leash is, is, is basically allowing you to work with your dog to kind of fine tune things. But if you're having a leash on for a magnitude of, of time, like a long period of time, that means that you're not really working on the objective of teaching the dog to go to her bed or go to her place and stay there when people come in. But that's the Mm -hmm. steps that you have to take. So if you're only at the step one or level one in beginner or basic obedience, and you haven't gone on to step two and then gone on to step three, which you need to be successful in reality, you're never Mm -hmm ever going to get to that successful spot of what you want okay um yeah no that 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 totally makes sense do you think we could look at a video so you can tell me like what you would do so this is your living room here yeah yeah where i'm filming from okay and that's your husband he sits Mm -hmm. sits down and then he holds his hand out to play and then she starts to play and And sometimes she's playing like she'll do her play bow Mm -hmm. and things like that Mm -hmm. but walking in the room is she'll bark at him as he comes in the room you know that that Mm -hmm. always happens (laughs) like a lot Mm -hmm. yeah so she's just sitting there staring at him um yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't see anything there that I would say that needs to change. That he, um, he walked into the room. She wagged her tail and followed him. He sat down. He held his hand out for a paw. She gave him the paw. He sat down. She walked away. Yeah. Okay. So that one's okay. And then I guess, is it just more an annoyance than anything that when he comes in, she barks? I think that's a question. For, I think that I think that's a question for you because I didn't see anything there. I think I saw a dog following one of his owners as he sat down, and she then walked away. I didn't see anything there at all that I would like. Not nothing remotely that I would be like, "Oh, that's that's inappropriate" or "That's mm-hmm. annoying." Okay. Because he literally um, he literally walked in the room. I'm watching yeah. it again. She followed him. She's looking at him. He sits down. Yeah. He yeah. holds out his hand. She paws him. Mm-hmm. And then 
she looks at him, wags her tail, and then walks away. There's not- Yeah, I, I was just, it was more the beginning of that than anything. Like when she... She followed him into the room? When she followed him into the room and just kind of... Well, I think I think what what you're referring to is like this predatorial thing that she she I could see where it could evolve into mm-hmm. a prey thing because she's checking out his feet when he's walking, right? So I could I could see where it could turn into like this this game for her. Mm-hmm. I'm just referring to what I am seeing in front of me, and um, of course, of course, I I would say that if it becomes this predatorial like pick on you, tag your it, very cattle dog like type behavior, then then again, like let's let okay, let's just say something did happen in that video you sent where he walks into the, Right. She, yeah, exactly. She he walks into the room and she gets excited. She jumps up in the air and she starts kind of going after his socks and his shoes and she's like, hey, right? Um Again, like very loudly too. Very yeah, loudly. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and, yeah, and and it could be annoying or sometimes scary to some people. But again, like what I would encourage you to do is, mm-hmm. you know, I've been working with behavior now professionally for a long time, and I I I think it's I think people kind of overlook how to really start modifying and teaching dogs what they can and can't do. And it's, it's a very basic operant conditioning mentality. It's, 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 it's exactly how we live our lives every day. And mm-hmm. I think if it was a kid, right? So let's just say husband walks in and dumps it all over your, your husband's socks and shoes. What would you do? You would immediately grab the kid's hand to try not to get the milk to go everywhere. So you would immediately sure. grab the child to try not to, because you don't want to, you don't want to pick up milk, right, and have it all over your your hardwood floors. Your husband mm-hmm. certainly doesn't want a, a, a shoe full of uh, cocoa krispies, right? So you right. would immediately he he starts to say like, oh, this is fun. I'm gonna throw this on you like we do in the bathtub with the water. Boom! You'd grab the kid. You'd try to save the bowl. You t- you you wouldn't just you wouldn't just let it happen. Your husband walks away now with with a half a cup of milk in each shoe. And right. just pick up the the cereal. Don't say anything to the kid. Your husband goes, throws the shoes away, changes his socks, washes whatever, comes back. That wouldn't happen ever. Mm-hmm. Never would happen, right? What right. you would do is you'd grab the no, 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 no. That is not okay. But mom, no, bad. We don't do that. But mom, no, right? That's what would happen in one way, shape, or form, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. what's happened? It's the same thing with dogs. It's just with dogs, they like with kids, they, they understand voice inflection. And to some degree, at some point in their life, they understand the English language. They understand what no means. They understand that's bad. They understand that that's milk, not water. Oh, okay, this is making sense. Dogs don't really have that ability. They So what do you, you use your leash and you use your pressure. You use different types of pressure, your body pressure, your voice inflection pressure, and of course your leash pressure. So mm-hmm. let's so let's rewind, right? So that makes sense. Yep. Okay, got it. So what you would do is you'd get like something like a slip leash or something that has some sort of meaning to the dog. The dog has to understand what you're doing, right? Like again, if you grabbed your kid and mm-hmm. their arm kept going towards to throw that brick, you'd do something right. else. You'd grab their arm. No, if they kept going, no, we'd we'd boom. Right. Mm-hmm. If but if they kept trying to throw that brick at another kid's face, we'd immediately put her put put another hand on the child, or we, we would elevate our voice. 
So with dogs, a dog comes in, starts barking, whether it's play, whether it's excited, whether it's whatever it is, right? Appropriate. It's, it's, it's the, it's the most effective way to teach not only humans, but animals, especially dogs who are living with us, what they can and can't do with very, very assertive boundaries. The moment they make a mistake, like a kid doing exactly what I just said, we're not going to go and punish the kid. I sit down, we're watching the Yankees game. Now we're going to punish the kid. That's not going to make any sense. Right. And, and right. we're, and we're not going to, we're not going to avoid and say, well, let's go over here and dump the milk in somebody else's shoes. We're going to say, we don't do that. We don't dump milk in people's shoes. And I know it's a silly example, but what I'm saying is, is you have to assert yourself when, when anytime your dog does something that you, you, you feel is inappropriate, whether it's life threatening or annoying or whatever, you have to assert yourself in a way that makes sense that your dog actually cares about. So that's why we talk about different types of tools, different types of pressure. We talk about mm-hmm. the remote collar, the e-collar, or I'm sorry, the prong collar, the martingale collar, the harness, the gentle leader, the flat collar, the martingale. There's so many different ways to apply pressure to an animal. And what you're going to do is find out what works best for you. And you know, doing this for as long as I have, I have a streamline mm-hmm. of like, this is going to work good. I think you should just get yourself a slip leash. Or if okay. you want to work on it right now after this phone call, put it on a flat collar have your mm-hmm. husband come in. Anything that you don't like, you would leave it and then correct. Leave it and then correct. But that's that's what's going to help you sustain your ability to teach the dog new behaviors, unwanted behaviors, reinforced mm-hmm. behaviors, just like with kids, right? When we punish them for that and they go, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. And the next time they think about it, you go, ah, 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 and they go, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I, I know I got in trouble last time. I didn't, I'm sorry, right? Boom, it's a learned yeah. behavior. That's what you're lacking right now when your dog is doing something that you don't like. You're not mm-hmm. doing anything about it currently. And the slip leash you think would be, would work better than the flat collar like that she has now. Yeah, because it has more action. So again, we talked about like different type. like there's so many dogs out there that have different types of thresholds and different types of, demeanors and different type of sensitivity levels. And so every dog is different, right? That's why I, that's why about, I'm just looking at what's happening. So every dog is different, but the slip leash is one of the most, I mean, besides the martingale collar, the slip leash is like one of the most basic forms of pressure you can give a dog to be able to teach them, mm-hmm. you know, that they shouldn't be doing something. We're adding pressure. It's negative reinforcement it's mixed with positive punishment. So we're annoying pop, 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 leave it, right? But we're marking it with leave it. So the leave it, this is where you're falling short, most dog owners do, is yeah. when we're correcting a dog for a behavior, rather it's verbal pressure, ah, 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 or physical pressure, pop, 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 or spatial pressure, body pressure, walking up to the dog, putting them back into a sit, or just intimidating them to some degree of like, ooh, sorry, I did, I I'm sorry, I made a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. But there's got to be something there. And that's what you're missing is the reason why your dog just in general is not stopping doing what you don't want them to do is because you're not doing anything about it that's sustainable, that matters. So sometimes we hear like, well, I told him no, that doesn't, they don't, dogs don't care. I threw a shoe against the wall. And this is where like the, this is unfortunately where the politics start to run in with dog training is people are like, use a squirt bottle, use a can of worms, use a can of coins. Why would just, just 
just be, why would you waste your time spending years, if not your whole lifetime, dancing around, just correcting your dog once and get, and get, getting over it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that, and that's what you have to do is just assertively say, Hey, leave it bang. And then they go leave it bang. And they go, Oh, okay. and then, okay, husband walk again, one way, the other way, the dog doesn't do anything. Yes. Boom. You pay the dog. Okay. Got it. And then they go, uh- or I'm sending it now okay. room sure but I just want to know like would you do the same thing in the sense of pull her away do the leash pressure you know this it's mm-hmm. the same idea um mm-hmm. it's just again I'm in a room someone plans to come in through a doorway this time right not just the mm-hmm. open not just the openness um and she stands at the door <laughs> do mm-hmm. you like tell her to go to place do you pull her away let's check it out just came in <laughs> Okay, so we're barking. Is there somebody behind that door that we're barking at? Yeah, someone's planning to come in. Okay. The door. Mm-hmm. So we're barking. She knows it's about to happen. No one actually comes in. It was just more of this. Test, is- yeah, a little test. So, I mean, here in this situation, even before anything happens, like that's that's again where, where your obedience comes in. Right. So Mm -hmm. let's, let's paint a picture here. So Luna's at the door. We're barking. We're excited. We think somebody's coming and living in the city. uh, Mm -hmm. There's something always going on. Somebody's always in the building moving around doing something. Right. So it's always this thing. So your job, again, if think about it, like human psychology is kids at the door yelling and screaming, somebody's here. They're bouncing up and Hey, 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 go, go sit down. Relax, sit on your hands for a second, let them come in. Mm-hmm. Then, oh, okay, can I go? Can I go? Okay, now you can go, right? It'd be the same thing. She's she's sitting there and she's barking at the door. And it, it's not like an aggressive bark. It's just this little like this little like alert bark that she's doing. She's like, hey, and she's looking back at you like, hey, hey, somebody's here. Something's going yeah. on, right? So mm-hmm. if if again, your job as a dog owner is to, what do you, she's sitting there going, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. She's a dog. That's what she's going to do. She's, you got to realize like she's an animal. They're killers. They're protective. They're, they're primal, right? They're, they're sitting there Mm -hmm. going like somebody's in our house. We got to go. We got to alert bark. It's just all natural stuff. We're not trying to tell, tell a fish not to swim here, but what you can do is you can very simply Luna, go to your bed. Yeah, but go to your bed. (sighs) She goes to her bed. Stay. But I, stay okay and if she doesn't if she doesn't go to her bed that's what i'm saying is your that's 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 the point your obedience how do you get her to like do you well that's basic obedience yeah that's basic obedience you have to work on all of that obedience that's the most basic thing that any dog owner should be doing is teaching your dog four really good things that are going to help you and your dog in the future and again Mm -hmm. it's a lot of dog owners struggle with this is they want a well-mannered dog without teaching them how to behave so, well, what do I, you have to, the, the, and again, it's like, if you're an athlete, right? Let's say you're an athlete, you're a soccer player, right? You're, you're, you're going to, you're going to go to the big time. Well, you're not just going to go to the big film. You're going to what until the game is seen for the game. When that somebody comes in, when my husband walks into the room, when a friend comes to the door, when, when my neighbors come over, how much time have you spent practicing for that game? And if it's zero to none, you can, we cannot even have a conversation about the problem because mm-hmm. again if if that was if your obedience was good in that little bark there that she's doing luna place yeah. zhoop, 
stay. It's like, oh, yeah. well, what if it's not good? Well, <laughs> that's just, just like saying, well, well, wait a minute. I didn't study for the test. Oh, okay. <laughs> Every, hey, everybody. Um, Luna didn't study for the test. So we're <laughs> going to take another two weeks and we're all going to come back because Luna didn't study for the test. It's not, that's, okay. that's like the whole thing is you have to teach her how you want her to yeah. behave in those situations. That's all. And they should be able to do the same, right? If like my husband comes in, sees her in the doorway, he could also place and she would go. Yes. Yes. Right? It, yeah. In theory, of course. Yeah. That's, and, <laughs> and that's theory, like, yeah. so, so the goal and I, and I understand what you're saying. I understand like, well, she might do it on a leash with nothing going on with a piece of food. I understand. But what I'm saying is, is realistically, I want you to practice this in, uh, in the process of, of reality. So if you get the place and the, in the in the stay down well robots does something completely context of let treat pouch on you you have a 10 foot long line the place is five feet away from you luna place yes good place luna break mm -hmm. luna place yes good place luna break so she's learning how to go there and then mm -hmm. after that you work on the stay so that's another that's a bridge you're bridging those two together luna place okay i got it luna stay <gasps> this is new and then you walk away Good. You go and you pay her and stay. Good stay. Okay, break. Mm -hmm. And then as you build, Luna, go to your place. Got it. Luna, stay. Got it. Ding dong. Uh, uh, nope. Stay means stay. But they're. But yeah. But nope. And it. And then you gradually start to build in these distractions, right? Yep. So yeah. if if you're the, and it's just like with parenting. If you're the reinforcement right if you're if you're the air quotes bad guy and bad cop in the situation where you're like i'm she doesn't want to she's like yeah but somebody it's like yeah no but you gotta stay right these are all mm -hmm. things that if if your husband doesn't practice this and he comes into the door and he says luna place luna place and you're like that is literally not what we've done at all <laughs> luna's gonna look at him like no <laughs> how about right, no right, right? so mm -hmm. so in theory Absolutely. But I, I would, I would, I would suggest that your husband is watching you or you're teaching him, Hey, this is how we're yeah. doing this. But I understand what you're saying. And I totally empathize towards the fact of, I'm just trying to be, um, realistic with you that the reason why your dog is not listening is because you just haven't done that work yet. Yeah, and yeah. and under a very unrealistic situation, your dog might do it right now. But your job is to say, "We got to study for the test. We got to study for the test. Come on, let's go. Let's go. I don't want. Nope. Let's go." But the thing with this type of obedience work is, you can make it a lot of fun for Luna. You can get her favorite treats out, and you can do this throughout the day. And then what you would do is, then you would say, "Okay, husband, your turn." And then he would do it, and he'd probably do it all wrong. And he'd say, <laughs> "I mean, it's just like me, right?" I say, here's how to heal, sit, stay, confident, leash down, eyes up. I hand the leash over. <laughs> it, it, mm -hmm. Nope. You know, but that's my job is to say, hey, let's let's start working out these kinks. So you teach your husband, put your arm down, don't ask, tell. So it's not going to be stay, mm -hmm. place. It's going to be Luna, place, stay, good stay. And then break and teaching your husband to do all of this. And then what you do is you say, okay, we're doing great. So then you say, well, okay, the big problem is, is when my husband comes into the room. So we're good. Now you would say, let's make it realistic. Let's get the place mm -hmm. command a little closer to the entryway of where your husband would walk in to the living room. Okay. And he'd walk around maybe to the kitchen. You'd distract her over here, maybe Luna. And then your husband would come in. 
in their con- mm-hmm. so this is realistic it's like oh here's kind of the real game here this is a scrimmage if you will right we're we're yep. we're playing but not for points your husband walks <laughs> into the room in a place she's like oh i i yeah place oh okay boom yes good mm-hmm. so you you take that realistic okay this is this is prep work we're actually practicing in an almost real form here and you start running those drills and running those drills and then you and again then you say okay we're great with this and you just keep practicing building and building and building those blocks up to really just teach your dog almost in every sequence mm-hmm. how she should behave the only problem with this is it takes time and it's not an overnight yeah. thing that's all yeah yeah and you have multiple people <laughs> yeah, I in in the house. Yeah, I'm trying to get yeah, and I would just yeah, try to get exactly. as creative as you can because the more creative you get, like as a teacher, think about like a good coach. Mm-hmm. They bring in this crazy drill and this crazy thing. Like the more props and the more creative distractions that you can provide to the dog and there's training for I've seen that. I've heard the no like anything that you can do to continue to prep your dog, mm-hmm. the the better things will be. Okay. Okay. I mean, so that, that, that's good. I, I, that makes sense. Um, it's a lot more, a lot more obedience work before we're going to get anywhere. And the leash, um, working with the slip leash to make sure she doesn't have the chance to fail yeah. with respect to the other, the other part. Right. Um, um, and then just in the last few minutes, I guess, as far as, the reaching. I mean, the thing with that is that we usually can control that because we don't allow anyone to pet her, mm-hmm. you know, when we're out. Um, my husband, you know, he, <laughs> he, he knows that he probably shouldn't be doing that, but then when she's all happy and, and friendly and nice, and then he, of course you want to pet your dog and lean over her um, and pet her. But do you just, is there anything he should do or we should do in that regard or just not do it? Well, it's a great question. It's a fair question. Um, I, I would, so the way that I explain, I talking, I was talking about this last night in my uh, members club is I was saying like, if you can eliminate something entirely mm-hmm. with a very simple ask, that is potentially going to set you up for failure with no real ROI, with no real purpose, no real like there's nothing that's happening because of that. I would I would say get rid of it. So if mm-hmm. you said, hey, the only thing that Luna doesn't like is she doesn't like st- strangers and some of the people in the house, maybe your husband or whatever, right. petting her over her head. One, two okay. things is A, that's pretty normal. A lot of dogs don't like that. It's very uncomfortable for them. Mm-hmm. And the the other thing is is like if you can just tell people, hey, don't pet her over the head and you'll be fine. Like mm-hmm. that's so much easier to do. And if that's a little, that's a little much. But to have a dog mm-hmm. not really feel comfortable with a person they don't know reaching over her head and patting her on the head and she gets kind of freaked out by that. That's a, in my opinion, that's or even a, reaching for her. Like yeah. Even just reaching for her, a stranger reaching for her, she doesn't like, yeah. which again, exactly. So usually control that. Exactly. And and I don't think it's fair or realistic to kind of like make her like that or tolerate yeah. that. She's not a yeah. service dog. She's not a military working dog. Like none of, right. you she know, she, and to be honest, like even if she was like, that's even a bigger no, no. It's like, do not pet my dog. She doesn't like mm-hmm. it. It's normal. These things are happening. So I think when you're out, you can get her, but that's where you have to, somebody reaches out and pets her when you're not paying attention and you have 
have a vest and a sticker and a patch on her that says, please do not pet. And she barks at them. Worst case scenario, she scares that person. And you turn around and yeah. say, hey, did you see the vest? She doesn't She doesn't like, and, and that is all very realistic ass from, from her. Right, right. Okay. Um, yeah, and like I said, we're, we're pretty good with that. Um, just, again, you, sometimes people do it so fast. Where I know, like, I know. It happens, especially living in the city. It just, it's, it's yeah. weird, right? I, I was in the city last week working with a dog, and I was out, and I went back to the owners, and I was like, I have to get used to this whole city thing because people don't even look at you in the eyes. Like, their dogs come up to mm -hmm. your dog, and they're just, like, looking down at the dogs, like, hey, we're going to let them meet, and I'm going to walk. They don't even, like, ask they don't yeah. even like, like there's no conversation. They're like, Hey, this is what our dogs do in the city. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, anyway, I get it. It's, it's yeah. with all that going on and all the dogs, there's a lot more room for error. Well, and but. it's one of the reasons we don't, I mean, we don't normally let her sniff on leash, um, right. with another dog because a lot of times that owner is going to reach down mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. want to pet her. Yeah, um, and I, I, I think and that was some, yeah. I think you should just Our practice, practice like, and I know sometimes it's uncomfortable for people. It is for me too, even um, mm -hmm. to just tell people. Hopefully, most the people who have asked have have been okay with Good. you know just saying no. Um, but again, just want to know in, in the scenario to be ready, just mm -hmm. in case mm -hmm. you know you do get you do get someone who who does that. Mm -hmm. Totally, and again, like that's that's a normal, I think, fair thing for a dog say like, Hey, my dog doesn't like strangers petting or reaching out a big, yeah, that's, that's all normal stuff for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now if I can just get my kids to not let her mm -hmm. get so excited and jump on them, like that's, <laughs> that's the next thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and again, it's just, it's all, it's yeah. all just teaching both of them, like teaching the kids and teaching, mm -hmm. you know, with the leash. And saying, the leash helps. Yeah, just just the leash will help mm -hmm. that too. And that's going to be your bumpers, like that's going to be your 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 steer your steering wheel, um, that allows allows you to kind of like steer the dog around. Say nope, yep, nope, yep, nope, yep, nope, yep. It, I mean, think about. I mean, I have friends that are that have. This is just this is just so relatable. I have friends that have toddlers, and they're starting to really run around and. And and I was sitting there having a conversation with one of my buddies the other day, and he has a pool, um, and and just con getting up, chasing the kid, getting up, chasing the kid, getting up, chasing the kid. It's constantly no, yes, no, yes, no, yes. It's constant, and uh -huh. that's what you have to do with dogs. Except for dogs, they don't understand like dangerous, ouchy, fire heat like they don't get that stuff right so for dogs, you just take your leash, you say, hey, this is how I'm going to teach you stuff, and that's it, mm -hmm. and and. It, I guess I, I don't correct, but redirect is, is not something that's going to work. No, it's, it's, term, it's very, right? very unrealistic. And it's sad that, that that's even yeah. like a thing where again, like yeah. you get a dog that says, I have a problem. I have a problem. I have a problem. We're like, Hey, let's go over here with your problem. No, let's handle the problem. Let's fix the problem. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the problem. Let's work you through this problem, whether it's fear, aggression, uh, insecurity, mm -hmm. let's work through it. Let's teach you to get better. Right. Imagine if people did that. It's like people have a a, a problem behaviorally, mentally. We're like, mm -hmm. hey, just let's move. Let's just let's go to Disney World, and then they come home and they're like, but I still feel like X. Let's let's talk about it. Those are the things yeah. that really matter sustainably over time. Which is why, you know, I'm talking to you today. You know, it's just how we do things. Right. You know, it's it's such a significant. It's so easy. And everybody that I explain that to, they go, ding. Why did I think well, of that? Well, and that's that's why I wanted to do it is because yeah. yeah, we've been working with the trainer for a while and she does well in some things, but 
this this seems to still be and and yes it's obviously us not mm-hmm. like you said doing the right amount and consistent uh, obedience training um right it's a mixture of everything right yeah. it's just you yeah. know when you're when you're working with somebody who doesn't believe in punishment or telling the dog no it's going to be mm-hmm. it's going to be scientifically virtually absolutely mm-hmm. impossible to discourage behaviors that way so that's yeah. why you're still struggling with the behaviors you don't like. Yeah. Like you said, like, oh, it's, if you want to, we call them limited dog trainers. There's limited and unlimited dog trainers. There's people who have a very small toolbox that limits them to only teaching certain things, right? And then you have an unlimited trainer that has no, no cap on their toolbox and what they have and can discourage behavior. So if you, if you want to teach a dog a new stuff, they can do it. If you want to discourage a dog from doing stuff, they can do that as well. And then there's other camps like the positive only camps who unfortunately right only believe in, I want to encourage things. And then somebody says, well, (laughs) no, I know. And it's good at night. You're scrolling through YouTube. You're scrolling through the internet. You're scrolling through Instagram and you see one of my videos or somebody else like me. You go, oh my gosh, ding, ding, ding. You're like, that makes so much more sense. I can't believe I didn't think of that. And then, but, but that's the beauty of being a realistic, balanced, uh, full fledged, like open unlimited dog trainer is the you can immediately see mm-hmm. the real the reality of it of like oh my god yeah that makes sense so anyway okay and i and i guess you kind of have to unless you have another option have to let her fail at the vet because she i mean we muzzle her but she i mean they have to check her <laughs> yeah i think I think that that that's that's again like it's 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 one of those it's the same thing as the it's the same exact thing as the um what you were saying before about uh uh like people random people reaching out for your dog as like yeah. uh, you know that that's that's pretty realistic for for those things not to happen. I mean if if your dog's going to the vet they go there to a great experience. We do much about that. I mean they're luckily they're good with her in the sense of um trying, yeah. you know, yeah. to to make it as comfortable as possible but Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Great. This has been super helpful. Great. I'm happy for you. So, um, slip leashes are out of, out of stock on my website right now. However, um, if you can order them or you can just wait, if you go to my website, you can, you can actually fill in, um, like, uh, email me or alert me when they're back in stock and it'll okay. do that. It'll email you and alert you when they're back in stock. They should be coming in this week, but we'll see. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. Cool. All right. Have a, have a wonderful day. Thank you for signing up. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, you've reached the end of the podcast and we only have one question today. So again, if you guys want me to answer your dog training question specifically, head over to the iTunes review chart, leave your specific review in the reviews and I'll answer it next podcast. This comes from Lissa19. Hi, Tom. Love your podcast and all your videos. I have really furthered my dog's training so much since discovering your page. Thank you. I'm happy for you. I have two great Danes. Yes, I know you tend to say that they're awful to train. They're just slow. That's all. My older Dane is a female about two who's super reactive, but we've come a long way by using the e-collar training methods you teach. Great. And she's really started to navigate the world more calmly. That's amazing. My question pertains to my younger Dane. He is 85 pound male. He's only six months old and he's incredible on leash with basic walks and a perfect heel without instruction or knowledge of heel. That's good. But the issue I'm having is, is when, when a running dog gets too close to us, he tries to take off after them and yanks the leash also to chase and run off, etc. He never jumps on them and he can't seem to hear or think when they're me at some point and randomly respond well to the e-collar. Hey don't understand the context of this because I, um, 
I'm assuming your name is Alyssa, but I'm not sure. But if you're in a dog park, because I, I just, I, I'm trying to think of, of op, like things of, if you're constantly having off-leash dogs run up to you or run by you, you have to be in a dog park because I can't imagine just being on walks and dogs just cutting in front of you and running around off-leash. So if you are in a dog park, I mean, I wouldn't go there because this is a problem for you or in most people in general. Um, but yeah, the, the, the prong collar will help 